everyone. Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. My name is Tessianos, and today is day 15 of 31 Days of Horror. <laughs> 31 days... Ooh, 31 days of comics in a row. And we are halfway there. To follow along on this pumpkin-flavored hayride, please follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. Yesterday was our first ever giveaway, and the second one is on the horizon. Stay tuned to hear how you can enter the next haunted giveaway. This next one will be quite a spell. Now, to introduce today's spooky co-host, I know two things about this guy. One, he is on he <laughs> he is one of the hosts of the Triple C podcast along with our beloved Mari. And number two, he knows how to pick a hellishly horrific comic. Please give a zombified round of applause to Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how's it going, Tess? Thanks for having me on the show. And, Thanks uh, for being here. And uh, uh, reading this book along with me because dear Lord in heaven was this one one unique experience for the both of us, I'm sure. Oh my god, to say the least. I was like, hey, do you have a horror comic? You're like, oh yes, I do. As a matter, oh yes. As a matter of fact, I have such the thing to bring such chills and spills that you've never seen before. Um, so, just a little bit of, of, uh, of uh, background on what we read. So, so yes. we're gonna, we're gonna break, I'm going to break kayfabe a little bit for our listeners, right? So, um, okay. we are recording this in late August of 2020. Things in comics are kind of crazy, and Shark Week just passed. So I wanted to pick <laughs> something, you know, a little bit uh, to the moment and a little bit of, of uh, when you're listening to this now in October. So I picked Gyo by Junji Ito, the master of manga horror himself. So a- at the point that we're recording this, right, this is the first manga that you've ever read, right? That I've, Ever. That I've inflicted. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. I'm so ever. sorry. And, and- I had to get used to it because I was like, no, you must go this way. And my right hand kept creeping up to turn the page. And I'm like, no, that's backwards. You must go to the left. And you also have to read the panels from left to right, or excuse me, right to left as well. I was going to ask, like, did that affect your, your enjoyment of it at all? Because I know it's it's total opposite. I speak another language where the where the alphabet is backwards. So to me, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's just, just flip it upside down. Yeah, it was totally, it was weird. I was like, I was talking to my husband. I was like, this is not making any sense. And then I was like, wait, reverse. <laughs> and I went in reverse. I was like, ah, it all makes sense. And oh, God. <laughs> uh, although I wish it didn't. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so I guess a little bit about um, myself, my background in comics. Yeah, um, it's, tell me. It's a fairly recent thing. So I'm, I'm, you know, a few, 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 years, uh, few years out of college right now. But I first really hardcore got into comics and graphic novels. Um, in high school, and it was with Watchmen, and it was around the time. Uh, <gasps> have you, you, you have you read that one yet? I don't. Yes. Okay, great. Yes, uh, yes. I'm actually. I mean, we are uh, recording this in mid to late August, and there's actually that's actually the episode for this week. Oh, true. Watchmen. Wow, I can't <laughs> wait to. Um, wow, this is like a, such a time warp. But I can't wait to. Yeah. Will have listened to it in the past by the time you are listening to this. Uh, yep. So, uh, so yeah, Watchmen was big for me, and that kind of opened my eyes to what comics could do. I mean, before that, it was like the Bionicle tie-in comics and Garfield, and that was about it. Um, so, so then I just kind of just went all in on it, and uh, you know, really got into you know the likes of Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, Ooh, uh, San- nice. Sandman. You know, my first comic was yeah. Watchmen, but I wish it was Sandman. Um, oh, yeah. 
I, I reviewed Sandman with Mari. Oh no! Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to listen to that one too. Um, it has a great <laughs> audiobook version out right now, actually. On, on I yes, I heard like the trailer for it, and I was like, I already had chills. I was like, whoa! Spot on voice casting, just hundred percent. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Uh, but anyway, so Junji yeah. Ito, right? Um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you here. What 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 would you like to know about about my background about about Junji Ito? I guess what were your initial questions when you picked this up, other than what the hell is with the direction? How do I read this thing? No, no, it's all good. Well, first of all, I want to get to know you. I've only known you from the Triple C podcast. I've just listened to you on there, and you're like a mad wizard, especially when it comes to like gaming stuff. That's your thing. From, uh, from time to time, that's. I think you're thinking of Zach. He's he's the mad wizard when it comes to like gaming oh. and, and tabletop stuff. I just listened to one where you guys were going on and on about Witcher. Am I crazy? Oh yeah, that happens a lot. No, that was probably between Mari and Zach, and I was kind of, and, and I'm just kind of like, I okay, like well, the show. Okay, well I know, I know your voice. <laughs> I know who Kevin is. Okay, well, all right, you like comics. Cool, yes. cool, cool, cool. But you still are a mad wizard in the nerd world, so I'll give you that. Oh, right? so. Yes. A <laughs> But, but, Kevin, this is a Halloween episode. Like, does, does Halloween mean anything to you? Like, does it, is it part of your world? It is, you know, I'm, I'm a November baby. I, I love fall. It speaks deep into my soul. Um, you know, it's, it, it's at the point where I'm, you know, locking myself inside and hiding from trick-or-treaters more than I'm actually, you know, <laughs> par- you know participating or even, you know, going out to, to, to parties necessarily, especially with the pandemic going on. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it will have subsided. Knocking on wood for all you folks in the future right now. Um, but, but yes, I love the fall season. I love Halloween. I love the spooks and the creeps and the crawlies. And we got a lot of crawlies in Gyo. Let me, let me tell you that. Oof. Oof. Do we ever, quite literally, crawlies. Oh, yes. Quite literally. So, okay, so you, you picked this horror comic. And I believe on the back of the horror comic, it says it's the creepiest masterpiece of horror manga ever. That's a huge deal. It is. And, you know, I would refute it a little bit um, because Junji Ito has, has a, just a little bit of context on this guy and I guess manga as a whole. Um, and I'll admit, I'm not, I'm not the biggest manga reader, but I love horror. I love cosmic horror. I love uh, what Lovecraft can be, even though the guy was an abhorrent racist. Uh, but Junji oh. Ito is the type of guy who can, like, take those themes of like things not being right and like taking the most innocuous things and turning it into the most horrifying concepts you could possibly like um so uzumaki is his magnum opus right and that's about a town that gets haunted by spirals right just the shape and the reason why i decided to go with gyo and not uzumaki um well for one shark week as i mentioned uh, but I haven't read Gyo either, so I wanted us to both kind of be more or less on the same page. So I was coming into this fresh as well, oh, even compared to his other works. Uh, that's a big deal. Okay, so this. Okay, so you are a fan of Junji Ito. Yes. But you have not read Gyo. Not before. Okay. Not before this uh, uh, recording for this episode. <gasps> Correct. Oh my gosh. Okay, this got way more interesting. Okay, <laughs> cool. Not that it wasn't already before. Okay. Cool, because I'm usually the rookie when it comes into a comic, and it's usually the other person is like, oh, I, I've read this 500 times. No, this is great. This is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys are like, what the heck are you talking about? All right, so it's uh, it's the Death Stench Creeps Gyo, G-Y-O, it's ja- and it's... It's uh, Japanese for fish. Ooh, okay, and that makes sense. <laughs> uh, it came out in 2002... And it was published in Japan, and then it was translated into English. 
And I found this at my local comic book shop. And the comic guy, he I, when I told him I was like what I was looking for, he was like, he gave me a look like... <laughs> Okay, I'll show you where that is. It's in the back. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the uh, black bags back here. Yeah, we got it. Are you sure you, you are you sure? Yeah. Oh man, did you have this before? Um, I did not. Uh, but there are there's one particular scene in this book, and, and uh, you know we'll get to this. Uh, the best way to talk yeah. about this book is to kind of break down the plot. But there's a moment in Gyo that's yeah. been like heavily memed. And that was kind of oh. my very first introduction. My introduction to, to Junji Ito as a whole um, was Reddit creepypastas, right? He has a 12-page story <laughs> called The Enigma of Amigara Fault, which a lot of you listening right now may have gotten some chills just hearing okay. the title of that. Um, yeah. So that story, like like so many other of Junji Ito's, has a lot to do with um, these incomprehensible scenarios, basically ending the world um, and people kind Whoa. of falling victim to their own compulsions for a, a much larger part. Uh, and that's kind of a, a recurring theme acro across all of his stories. Uh, so what? do you have any, any questions about, I guess, like about Junji Ito or should we, should we jump into this freaking thing? Let's, let's just do it, man. Let's do it. Okay. So let me give you guys a summary. Are you ready? Okay. Take it. Everybody, everybody take a deep breath, <sighs> including us. Pinch your nose. Maybe. <sighs> Yeah, pinching a little bit. Okay, so the floating smell of death hangs over the island. What is it? A strange-legged fish appears on the scene. So begins, and forgive me if I get these names incorrect, I apologize, Tadashi and Kaori? Yes, maybe. Uh, Tadashi and Kaori, I'm not 100% certain myself, but sure, that's, kind of, that's what I read when I read it. That's, well, that's our main characters. They spiral into the horror and stench of the sea. Here is the creepiest masterpiece of horror manga ever from the creator of Yuzumaki, uh, Jun Junji Ito. Hold your breath until all is revealed. <sighs> Something's okay. rotten in Okinawa. Yes. Oh, yeah. so, it, oh, absolutely. And we start this underwater, which is very appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's, he's, he's scuba diving. We've got our main, our main boy here, Tadashi, and he's scuba diving, and he runs into a shark. And we're, like, already scared, right? Yeah. He's, and, he's, and he's, you know, <laughs> up against this, like... So, so just to set the scene for you, so Tadashi and his girlfriend... Please. Kaori is in Okinawa. Uh, they're going. A they're on a little bit of a holiday. It's a seaside town, and and like you had mentioned, you know, he uh, Tadashi is, is scuba diving. He's he's next to this this uh, big World War II wreck, this big ship, and he sees a couple of sharks, and he's like, oh, okay, all right, time time to book it out of here. And he sees this weird shard. It looks like a small torpedo, like like zipped by his torso, and then uh -huh. he doesn't really think much of it. Um, so, you know, sharks are coming after him, biting him. He's, you know, like, going up on the boat, like, Kara, get, get, me, get me the... Can, can I swear on the show? Is this a show yeah. I can... Oh, absolutely. Give me the fuck yes, back on the... Give me the fuck yes. back on the boat. It's the kind you've seen, Jaws. <laughs> get me the hell on this son of a bitch. Um, so, Kari has, has a little bit of a quirk, right? So, she has a very sensitive sense of smell. Like, very mm -hmm. sensitive. So, they go back to... Um, so, okay, so, I think when I was thinking about, like, how do I approach this... I think yeah. I should let you guys know kind of the, the cast of characters, because there's really only four yeah. main characters in this story, right? So you it. have you have Tadashi, you have Kaori, you have uh, Tada, uh, Tadashi's uh, uncle, Uncle Koyanagi, uh, who is a wealthy, eccentric scientist who owns the uh, house that the two are staying in. 
Um, he's he's Tadashi's mm-hmm. uncle, and Miss Yoshiyama, who is uh, the the uncle's uh, young female lab assistant, right? So they're so they're staying in this in the seaside port, and they're basically just tell you know, basically just kind of chilling out, and Carrie's kind of being like. Your breath kind of stinks, man. Like, can you like brush your teeth before every time oh we my kiss? God. I'm like, that's so mean. And, it's, and that's kind of a thing where like the character, and I will say that like Jinji Ito, his strength is so much in the premises, uh, mm. even more more so than uh, than the than the character work. Unfortunately, uh, it's a lot about like couples, and like he's a very wholesome guy. But I would I would have to say that like you read these for the premise more so than the characters. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I would, I would definitely, I, I would definitely. Say, I mean, to a certain extent, they're more so blank slates. But anyway, um, so yeah. they get in this big argument about yada yada, and yeah. uh, basically, like, Tadashi opens the door. He's gonna, he's going, he's going out, and uh, they like. Okay, hold on. Actually, let me back up. Let me back up a second. Um, yeah, yeah, so no, yeah. Was, there's a lot to this in the beginning. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So basically, they're like going on a walk, and there's this like thing in the grass that like feels like a big spider, or like I don't know, like a mm. rodent, like scurry past them. And like, what the heck? Something. What the heck is that? Um, so they go back in, and uh, they go back inside, and there's like this horrible, like smelling smell of human corpses, basically. Um, right. And they're like looking out, and then like they see this thing scutter scutter around, and then Tadashi like corners it with with a dresser and he slams it against the wall after it scurries mm-hmm. behind it and he looks and it's like a rotting dead fish on weird ass mechanical spider legs right yeah and when you see this you're like wait does that fish have legs excuse me what's happening yeah, ex- it's like a sp- yeah spider fish right yeah excuse well. me what the hell this is all fucking wrong this is not how this is so yeah and even like kaori like she i was even like i'm already annoyed with this bitch she's like like you, your your breath stinks. I'm I'm arguing over nothing with you over nothing. And I was like, girl, just go take a walk. It's gonna be okay. Like, chill out. But yeah, this thing just comes upon him, and she's like, it freaking smells. And he's like, I don't smell anything. I don't, I don't really smell it. What are you talking about? <laughs> the thing about him, <laughs> the thing about his, he's like, he just wants to please her so bad. And so you get this dynamic of this couple that's like n- so wrong for each other. It's very right? one sided. Yeah, yeah, so one-sided. But then you're quickly diverted from that, and your attention just goes to this fucking spider fish. Like, what? What? Right, and then it's like, and then it's like, then the mundanity comes back where he's like, he sees this thing, and it's such like a human reaction where you see something weird you can't explain. It's like, oh, there's a fish with spider legs. It's kind of gross. I, I should take it outside. You know, you're, you're letting yeah. it out like a bug. And then you know, Kyrie's like, I still smell it. Like, did you throw it? I was like, no, I just let it out in the grass. Um, yeah. So he puts it in a plastic bag and he sm- and he smashes it and um <laughs> Kaori starts like he notices she starts like feeling kind of weird and feverish like you know she starts like it's not you know she's not feeling good she's just not yeah. it's not it's not good and it's kind of yeah. unex- inexplicable so like I yeah. so like I mentioned our, our main man our main man uh put this rotting fish corpse on some weird ass spider legs trademark yeah. Uh, inside yes. a plastic, <laughs> inside yes. a plastic bag, um, and he and, and he see, and he sealed it shut, right? So she's right. so she so now she's really like, like that smell, smell, go, I get rid of it now. Yeah. When all the and, and you know they're they're, they're chilling in, in the room when, with an open window, when all of a sudden the bag with the fish <laughs> inside floats the fuck in. Oh my god! This is when I laughed out loud for the first time. <laughs> 
because I was like, this is ridiculous. There's a haunted bag. It's so, it's so, it's like, so this thing comes back to life and the bag is like inflated and flying around. Yeah. And, and like these spider legs, like they're mechanical and they're sharp, right? If this thing yeah. tramples you, if it's a big enough thing, like, dude, that'll, that'll skewer you. It's, yeah. you do not want to get pricked with these sons of bitches. You just don't want right. to do it. Um, you don't want to do it. Yeah. So... And I'm looking at the scene, and so this bag with this fish, it's flying around chasing them. I know, I love it, I love it, I love it so much. So, so um, our main man tries to, and this is like a seemingly minor detail, but it becomes very important later. Um, so Tadashi tries to tries to catch this flying, like, bag, yeah. and, and the robot leg, like, stabs him in the hand. Yeah, right? he's like, ow. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, it's like, weird, what, what the happened? fuck? So... It yeah. keeps it keeps chasing her out out to sea. Um, they both meet on the on the beach nearby, and then more fish start skittering by. And this yeah. time they're not all like little tiny fish like this one, like flounders, groupers. We're we're, we're moving mm. from spiders to cicadas, people. Yeah, it's getting it's getting ridiculous. And this artwork so far is pretty fantastic. It's all in black and white, and. The fact that anytime we see like a, a, a an object kind of move through, we just see like whoosh or like whoosh, like you know they spell out the words, you know. Yes, and and that's the thing that Junjito does so well on this. And this is all him, by the way. This is one hundred percent him, right? Uh, wow. right writer and artist. Uh, but he just it, it, it's like he will make the art very simplistic when it needs to, and when it's horrifying, he will add an obsessive amount of detail. It's like. It's like, you know those episodes of Spongebob where they, like, add way too much detail to the yeah, faces? they get really close and you're like, whoa. I don't need to see Mr. Krabs in that much detail and you're just, like, unsettled. Yes. It's, like, <laughs> that exact type of thing. Um, yeah. It, it's a great analogy, yes. It's, like, and that's, God, man, his, his artwork is, is so good. Just the, the, the renderings, um, a mm-hmm. lot of the references he has. So, anyway, um, so, you know, Carrie, she, she has a fever. Um, yep. She's not feeling too good. And we cut to a cu- right. uh, we we cut to a couple uh, or a, a fishing boat out at sea, and they have a big haul of fish, and every single one of the fish have fucking robot legs. Every Amazing. Every I mean, we're talking like like seventy five fish scuttling around the yeah. the hull of a ship. These these poor unassuming guys don't know what the hell. To, and like some of them, here's my okay. Here's my question for you, Tess. Okay. What what which which creature would you want to be like? Never want to encounter on these robot legs. Ideally, none of them. But like, what right. what is the worst thing you would you could possibly encounter with these? This, this what's well, going on? Here? This is a beautiful segue into our next character, the shark with legs. Oh my, my god. god! Holy crap! Okay, yes. <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, we got a Jaws situation. People are playing at sea. Shark, shark, but shark. So, so the, yes, so the shark, yes. shark's coming full speed. Everyone's going, Oh, good thing. Oh my god! Amazing. And like that yes, was close. Yes. We were lucky. We noticed it in time. And, and, yeah. and, then, and then the shark fin turns towards the shore yes. and starts speeding up. And they're like, oh, well, that's weird. Shark opens its, its, its maw and climbs on land. There are grande yes. versions of these spider-legged fish. Everything, yes. seemingly everything in the ocean is now on legs. But we don't yes. really, but, but here's the thing, right? We don't know, and that's the lingering question, like, what are these legs? What 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 right. what is this crap? Like what? Right. What? <laughs> what the hell? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah what, totally. So, 
What is going on? And the shark chases them through the house. Exactly. So th- that was the the often terrifying. The the often meme scene, the shark attack, uh, chapter four, shark attack, where a legged shark crawls into this like house and like chases these people around like oh on the gosh. second floor of their building. It's, it's I love how they keep going up. They're like, let's go up the house. We'll get out. <laughs> we will run away from the shark. Yeah, sharks are like bears. They can't climb. Oh shit, they can. Oh, yeah. No. Yes. So, so exactly. So, so the shark corners them in the room, and they're like, "Oh god, okay, quickly, jump out the window." But, but the yeah. fish are now the eels on legs, and the groupers on legs, and the everything on mm-hmm. legs are now marching up the street. So you're stuck between yep. a shark and a hard place. So what do you do? <laughs> um, <laughs> what What do you do? So you just basically throw them out the window. <laughs> uh, ye, is that is that what they do? So basically, just keep keep going, keep going up and up and up. You got hammerhead sharks up yep. in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, Tadashi, and I love the scene where it's like the shark busts through the door and he's like, you know, like laying on it, like on a surfboard or something. And he, and he pulls out, like, it looks like he pulls out a cross. Like, to, to, oh, I didn't even catch that. It's okay. like a wire rack or something, but it looks like he's like, like using the power of Christ to repel this demon shark. It's just, <laughs> it's just such a great image. Hey man, last resort. So you're like, I don't know, is this? Yeah, right. Does this work? I, I don't. Okay, just let me let me pull out like all of the yeah. charms, all of the religious symbols around my neck, just just Everything. for this occasion. Yeah, new to stay absolutely. Would so flashback to Tokyo, oh. right? Yes. Uh, Tokyo. The news of of the mayhem, the fish mayhem in Okinawa, spreads to the city, and Tadashi and Kaori uh, are 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 back at home base, right? So mm-hmm. we see like. Sharks are on land. Hunt- hunters are trying to kill them. They are not successful. Yes. There's just like these dudes, like like Elmer Fudd. It's amazing. It's so, and and that's and that's one of the things that really sells like the scenarios every single time. The whole like, the the transformation of like, okay, am I imagining this? To okay, this is yeah. this is happening, but in a small scale. Oh God, this is a bigger problem. Oh yeah. oh God, like the new, and eventually yeah, it, it escalates to like the news, right? And that's like yeah, and, and, a big deal. And that's a, well, that's a big deal, and that's like such a common like world building technique, and like a thing in comics where it's like, uh, you know, you have something like you know, Dark Knight Returns, where like the talking heads were such a mm-hmm. big a big part of that, and like while a lot of that dialogue might be a little still, it helps with the plot. It helps move it forward and kind of explains everything to us, right? Yeah, and we have the news people like Watchmen. You know, they use the news people like that. Exactly, right? precise. Exactly like Watchmen, where it just it fleshes out the world because you are like by like watching TV and the TV of this world, you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at this comic, but you might as well be there looking at the TV right then and there. You know, it, it collapses right. that barrier between, you know, your engagement as the audience and the actual text itself. And it's really a cool technique. Um, oh, my gosh. So cool. I love it. And it's it's funny because, like, I mean, I'm reading this from right to left, which is unusual for me, not for most uh, others in the world. But for me, it's unusual. And I just thought, well, if we read this from left to right, things get better. So we should just read it that way because... <laughs> Everything just progressively gets worse, and then you turn. I kept turning the page, and I was like, "It can't possibly get worse." Oh yeah. And then it gets worse, <laughs> and then it gets even worse, and then it gets twisted, and then it takes a, di- a deep dive into hell. Right. It takes a right turn. It, it like it like becomes completely twisted, but that twistedness becomes so a new twisted. foundation for a new level of twistedness, and that's oh like, my god. And that's yeah. every single. That's all of his stories, but that's what makes them Ooh. so awesome. Um, mm. if you like, that's Uzumaki even more so than okay. Gyo. So I definitely recommend Whoa. jumping into that. I can't like Uzumaki is his masterpiece. 
Um, it's actually yeah. there's actually going to be an anime adaptation um, on Adult Swim Ooh. coming out next year. Uh, nice. and with Jinji Ito. The thing is that like there's been a lot of uh, both live action and anime adaptations of his work. None of them have really done and done anything any of his work justice, unfortunately. Because uh, you can, honestly like, and we'll jump right back in the story in a sec. But like when you're reading a comic, and when you so I'm fairly new to comics. I'm like two years in, right? Mm-hmm. So. And I'm learning that when you go from comics to a, a movie, I mean, you only have so much budget. Like, the comic is, what, 15 bucks for us to read? But, like, the movie is, like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it like that. Like, mo- like the comic, it doesn't cost $15 million to make yeah, no, the comic, and, right? Yeah, and that's such an interesting thing to, like, where we're at in comics right now, where, like, comics have, both have the potential to be this amazing, you know, expressive art form where you 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 know you have the best of prose and the best of tv and film just mashed into yeah. one thing but it's also an ip farm for you know warner and disney to create new stories um you know to to, to put out there um so mm-hmm. like to to your credit or like to or like to, to what you're saying you know if you pick up a a, a volume you know that's like a, a pretty good vo- a, a pretty good value you have like a chunk yeah. of story and you don't really get that with like the individual floppy issues and like now that people are going towards more of like the binge model you know you don't you know we're not like on weekly tv tastes have changed and that's why manga is doing so well and so much better oh. that so much better so much better than western comics it's because wow. of um, not only the uh, accessibility, you know, you don't have to specifically go to manga shops in Japan to find these. You know, these are everywhere. Sure, yeah. You have a big chunk of the story at an affordable price, um, like t- 10-ish dollars a volume. Um, you know, if you buy a trade paperback, it basically, basically comes out to that. But, you know, if you're buying individual issues, it's like $25 per trade versus 10 if you just buy sure. the trade. Yep. Um, yeah. So like yeah. t- to that end, like there's a reason why this is like stuff like this is so pop so popular, you know what I mean? Like yeah. w- why this this model works so well, and and why uh, you know kind of Western whatever can anyway. But but anyway, we we cover that a lot a lot on the Triple C podcast, like kind of a little bit more of like kind of like the business end of things, um, as well as you know yeah. reviews and that stuff. But um, it's it's interesting, and it's like it varies between each person too. Like if it, if they interpreted your comic correctly, so like for me, I'm a Harry Potter fanatic. Okay. I freaking love Harry Potter. As soon as that comic comes out, we're fucking covering it over here. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Um, but when I when, when I was translating it from book to movie in my head, I was watching the movie, and though it was spectacular, amazing, and awesome, it was the first time that I had truly been like, wait, I read the books first, and that's not what I saw in my head, so I'm not quite sure it does it justice. So it's like, when it comes into this instance, and you're saying that it doesn't do the comic justice, it's like, because I feel like even even though the comic is right in front of our face with the artwork and the story and stuff, you have a certain uh, translation of how you are seeing that comic, and then when you see it in the movies, it's like, wait, that's that's not it. That's not the grit. That's not the music. That's not the the visual. You know, maybe it only belongs in the book or in the comic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And that's like another thing that I really like about comics, where it's like you you can. Look, you know, you have that connection of looking at a face, but you also read it in a certain way in your head, and you have that per- personal connection with the characters that way because you know you are you are all the actors. You know what I mean? You're you're doing all sure, that stuff yourself. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I guess like it, it really, you know, it's more of a talent handling the anime adaptation more than it is budget. Um, because sure. Jinji Ito like sells; he does really well. 
Um, he's like the Stephen King of manga. He's you know the Lovecraft wow. of manga, but without you know deal. without his yeah no. And I like I don't think it's too much of an exaggeration to say that this guy has kind of basically created like new kind of flavors of that cosmic horror. Uh, but anyway. Let's talk. Yeah. A, let's talk a little bit about Uncle Koyanagi, shall we? The, the... Oh, I can't wait to meet him. Let's do it. He's okay. Can I just say the first panel of him? I was like, this guy's creepy. This dude is sketch <laughs> as fuck. Yes. Yes, to say the least. He's My a Lord. dude. He he looks like I, I don't know. He 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 looks like a, a real. I mean, he looks. He definitely. He definitely looks like an old hippie for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, he's this like eccentric scientist. He's like. How'd you guys like Okinawa? They're like, what? Haven't haven't you been watching the news? Like, no, no. I just kind of stay inside and like twiddle my thumbs. Yes. It's like there are there are. <clears throat> so you know, <laughs> angry. Okay. So so so, so, so um is with Kaori. Like, I don't know why he brought his sick um, sick girlfriend to his uncle's place. That's kind of weird. But he also. Um, you know, this is only hope, man. Yeah, this is only, only hope. It's like, what, what, what's going on? It's like, yeah, there are these things walking, and it's super, super weird, and they go outside. And then the fucking bag from earlier, the fish oh in the bag, followed them. I laughed again. All the way. I was like, how did the bag come back? How did, how did you find us? You, you go away. Like you, <laughs> this bag comes flying back. You pass, yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> it, it followed them from Okinawa to Tokyo, and and yeah, um, how how? Oh well, there is there is. I have thoughts on this actually, but that but oh please more on that more on that later because that will involve spoilers sure. from later in the book. Um, sure. So basically, you know the the they, they give the fish to the uncle, and he you know he smells like oh god you know you smell that it smells like rotting corpses that doesn't smell uh, like like fish that's super super weird, and then. They're they're basically sleeping it off, and then like another thing, another one scuttles by. And by the way, uh, the the fish from earlier is completely rotted away, completely. Yes. It's like it's not moving. It's just like. But the legs that were first introduced to the legs, they're still moving, and then you start to go, wait a minute, what's happening here? Exa- like okay, yes, it's separate, huh? It's a separate. Yeah. yeah. So you then you start to realize that the that. It's not the dead thing piloting the legs. It's the legs. It's the legs. And the piloting the thing, oh. the corpse on it is just the fuel. So basically, they what? bring the, the, the legs to, uh, to Uncle Koyanagi. And they're like, you know, he watches yep. it. Up. He's like, I don't know what the hell this thing is, but I have to investigate. And like, yeah. like, you, like you are wont doing every fucking horror movie, this dude gets way too close. And it... <laughs> okay, so let me let me try to describe this thing for you. Um, Please, you know those neti pots, you know, where like people stick the water up their nose to like. <laughs> yes. Imagine. Th- I I'm guilty of using one. Yes. Imagine <laughs> that, but an eldritch abomination with like tubes and teeth and spiky legs. Yeah. Yes. And you have this thing. It's a demon neti pot. Uh, yes, or 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 if you can imagine the legs, ladies or or gents, um, like the clip that you put in your hair, yes. and that you know when it just like attaches uh, to your finger, even butterfly it's just clip like, like, type ah. of. I think is that a butterfly yes, clip? Yes, yeah, sure, butterfly clip, a clip. Yep, mm-hmm. the claws, the claws. So this, the, the claw. so this thing clamps around <laughs> Ko- Uncle Koyanagi's arm, and uh, basically we cut away. You know, he, he screams for his his assistant, Miss. Um, uh, oh my God, Miss Yoshi- Miss Yoshiyama, 
Yeah. And basically, who's so sweet, by the way, and he's so rude to her. But whatever. yeah, she she puts up with with a lot of <laughs> a, a lot of crap from him. Um, yep. So they go back to the lab, and Uncle Koyanagi is not looking quite as dapper as he did a, a day or so right. ago. In fact, he's looking pretty pall, pretty not not too good. And that's when we learn the story of Tadashi's grand oh. grandfather. Right. This story, I when I my mouth, my jaw dropped when I heard this story. I was like, "Oh shit! This is what happened! Oh my god!" Yes, we get some answers finally. What the fuck are these leg things? Right. So you find out that yes. um, Uncle Uncle Koyanagi's father, Tadashi's grandfather, was uh, a Japanese uh, scientist during World War II. So he mm-hmm. and a bu- he and a bunch of uh, like a whole science division basically they were experimenting trying to create a biological warfare uh, during that part of the campaign. So basically they in- it discovered this this bacteria that would create like insane amounts of gas, like like yeah. gas with, with within uh, the test subjects, right? You know they mm-hmm. and basically what they wanted to do is you know infect dogs and cats and have them run throughout the battlefield and, you know, do it. But they wanted to be more efficient. So they built this, this like, really big clunky walking machine. And how it works, it's pretty simple, right? Um, mm-hmm. Basically, they would stuff a, this thing full of corpses that are, like, bloated with gas. The gas would escape in this chamber. And the chamber, through pneumatic pressure, would activate the legs. It wouldn't right. walk in any direction. It's just walk and spray the nasty smell of death to get the enemy to move out of their lines, Right. Right. Fairly, yeah. fairly, fairly, I mean, it's messed. Genius, weird plan, Weird, right? weird plan, but definitely not out of the realm of, like, possibility for the technology at the time. It's just what's up with this weird virus or, or bacteria that, that you say you discovered. Um, yeah. So basically, the, uh, so the, the American fighters sunk the research vessel um, off of Okinawa. Into the ocean, people. In- Into the ocean. Into the ocean, um, and the grandfather was oh was the only one left alive, uh, and his final wish was to be cremated, and he never really said why. Uh, so, <laughs> so he knew something we didn't know, and so now we know that story, and we're like, okay, I think I know what happens after this. So all of those mechanical things that he was gonna put out into the world to attach to the gas things or whatever, he. They went to the bottom of the ocean, so they're like, womp, womp, oh well, let's, you know, let's go home, I guess, That's, right? Or, or, or something, or, or there was something perhaps else that the scientists know, knew that, um, that, Ooh, their, that yeah. Tadashi's grandfather took with him to the grave. And then, yes. and then things get weird. <laughs> Mm. All of that was not weird yet. And then they get weird. Okay, so how are you? Okay, so this is your first time reading this. You're probably like, I love this dude. I love this writer. Of course, it's going to be this weird. How are, are you enjoying this ride so far? I, I am. I am definitely on board by this point. Like, I knew the premise up until uh, fish zombies, and then the the script flips around chapter uh, seven or eight or so. Yeah. And then Oh, it gets good. It gets even better. Yes. Oh and then it goes in directions I could have not possibly ever ever foreseen ever. in my life. Right. Um so, on any drug, you could not even mm. then, you could not have fathomed what happens next. Yeah, Junji, it's just it gets creepy. You won't believe what happened <laughs> what happens next. Yeah, Junji Ito is the worst trip of all. Uh so <laughs> so basically so, so Kairi um goes up the hallway and sees something scuttering by. Like I'm not another one of mm-hmm. these fucking fish. And it's pretty yeah. big, and you look at it, and it's like, oh no, oh no, that's not a fish on the scuttery spider legs. 
That's Uncle Koyanagi's arm. This dude, instead of saving himself in the further pursuit of science, amputated his arm and essentially let this thing do its thing on its arm. And basically he's like, look, you know, you can see my arm is like kind of necrotic. It's really bloated with gas. There are these boils forming all over it. Like this virus, or this uh, bacteria really, has this weird um, effect on people. Um, so mm-hmm. let's see, skipping ahead, yeah. skipping ahead. Um, Tadashi starts to smell something foul from Kairi's room sometime later. Mm-hmm. I mean, really foul. Yeah, really it's bad. She can't stand it. This girl, she whines so much throughout this book. I'm like, girl, go away. But she really, like, she's very sensitive to smells. And so we see this kind of large mass underneath the blankets. Mm-hmm. And we realize that that's Kaori, and she's been infected yeah. with this bacteria, and her mm-hmm. she is she's you know like really big, really bloated. Her her face is like covered in pustules, um, and like she looks like death. And when she opens her mouth, like it it it, it almost looks like it, it's not like even a burp. It's like air, <laughs> like prison breaking from you you know what i mean with extreme prejudice and out of both ends mind you with extreme prejudice um it looks so painful oh my god yes Uh, right yeah uh so that's but then the city the city themselves though they they're they're freaking out they got these like barrier nets they're trying to put on the beaches because they think that will stop the giant things coming out of the water I mean, we've got whales coming out of the water. Yes. And, and then squids at one point on legs. And I'm just laughing my butt off, dude. I'm like, this is hilarious. This, this <laughs> is horrific and terrible. And if it was in front of me, I would be screaming. But I am laughing so hard. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> hilarifying is really what it is. Yes. It, it, yes. <laughs> and, that, and that describes, like, so much of his work, it's like, well, this is kind of funny and absurd, but oh my god, what absolute <laughs> abject nightmarishness is this? Uh, yes. So, you know, weird thing about, you know, whales come out and, you know, the, the legs can't hold the weight of the whale. So there's like a structural limit to these things, whatever they are and whatever they're coming from. So, um, you know, yeah. Tadashi's trying to get a hold of Uncle Koyanagi, but he's not, he's nowhere to be found. Um, and he goes into Kairi's room and sees that, oh my god, this unit... He sees that Kairi Ugh. has has uh, attempted to hang herself with the cord of the lamp, but she's so full oh, of... Oh, I didn't even catch that. Okay. She's so full of... Oh, this is such a morbid thing, but she's so full of gas that she's like spinning around because she's farting while she's hanging from the ceiling, and it's just like, what in the ever-loving shit? You know? Like... <laughs> So, so he, he, he cuts her down, um, you know, she's still alive and Mm -hmm. he's, you know, got her on, on his back, you know, just trying to get, get her to the lab. Like it's, it's, it's like walking dead outside right now. Like, yes. It's, oh, you said walking dead. We did walking dead yesterday. Oh Oh my God, dude, how are you doing? Continue. You know the plan? Psychic continuity, man. What can I tell you? I love it. Um, so, so it's like, things are like a fishy walking dead situation. You know, streets are totally empty when another goddamn shark shows up if if i won't be damned if another shark shows up um so they so traps him in an alley and they duck and weave and um you know he drops kaori off at uncle koyanagi's and he's like listen you know 
just hold down the fort. I'm going to get her taken care of. Yeah. And Tadashi's like trying to trying to like get to a train. He's just trying to figure out what's going on. He's like, the smell is everywhere. And then we get to the most, to me, the most horrifying scenario, right? This dude, sure. this dude is just casually walking by a park when a giant squid attached to these legs. Because yeah. this is, you know, it's, it's Japan. You got to have tentacles at some point in this thing. You just got to. Yes. Um, the squid wraps around his leg and kishunk, 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 starts just making off with him. God knows yeah. where. You're just getting dragged yeah. by your leg by a zombie oh. squid up the street and the world's falling apart. Is what's, Literally. Is what's going on right now. So the squid drags him to this um, refinery kind of on the edge of town. I don't know how this dude mm-hmm. didn't like gnaw his way out of, out of it by that. But it looks like he got dragged <laughs> like 20 miles. I'm like, all right. Yeah, this poor dude, he cannot catch a break. He but he's the, he's our protagonist, so he's got to somehow live, somehow, and go through, and go through it all. And also has to go through a lot of shit. Um, yes. So he gets he gets dumped. And so basically the, the squid dumps him in, like, a pool full of, of spider fish. Just a pool. Yeah. F- imagine an Olympic-sized pool of giant spiders. Imagine getting pushed yes. into that. Now imagine now that. imagine they're all from literally the pits of hell and this is the scenario we find our main man in at this current moment. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then there are these like ghostly things that kind of start happening to him. He starts seeing these these ghost figures. Yeah. Um, which I didn't really understand, but I was like, all right, I'm with it. But then he kind of sees Kaori in kind of a ghost figure and then he just passes out. Yeah, and he sees Kaori and he's like, Look, you're not like you know, looking like you were, you look, you know, normal, but it's like he's laying there and yet he sees like these spirits for some reason and yet he passes out and he wakes up um, in a hospital and it's like, how long have I been out? Oh, about a month. So again, yes. real walking. He's like, oh shit, what happened? Again, yeah. real, real Frank Grimes scenario right now. Um, and he, sure. he, she shuffles out of the hospital. The military are like chasing down um, swordfish on legs mm-hmm. and he goes to... Uh, Uncle Koyanagi's um, lab, and this is when, and now things start to get weird, right? Things, oh, now, now they do. And Kevin, now they were. Now they, they, they actually, when I said they were <laughs> weird before, they actually start getting weird now. Um, now, so yes, to tell us she's like, what, what, what? Where's, where is she? What? And then, yeah, you know, and then, and then uh, Koyanagi's like, I'm sorry, but she's dead. But you're gonna really like what I did with her. <laughs> You're really gonna like what I did with the place. So he invites her into, and by the way, the lab just reeks of like like corpses, just like everywhere at this Terrible. point. Terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes into his uncle's lab. Yeah, and the lab assistant is like, I don't want to. Actually, the uncle says, uh, Yeah, she's dead, dude. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Go take yeah, it don't worry. It's all good. Yeah. Um, and then the lab assistant's like, uh, I can't lie to you. I need you to follow me. Yeah, I need you. And then. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I need. Can we see what happens. Oh my god, it's so. This is the part where it actually took my breath away, and then I kept laughing. It's, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. It's one of those. It, this part like really freaked me out. So he goes into the lab and he sees that he sees Kaori hooked onto one of the machines, but it's not the same organic-looking machine. You realize that his uncle, in his infinite, you know, sense of progress, has constructed Mm -hmm. a new modern version of these walking machines for God knows what reason, because I guess human beings never cease to have bad ideas at the worst possible times. 
That was my mm-hmm. takeaway from this, and that has only <laughs> yeah. been proven right. Um, yes. So. Oh my god. Yeah. You, for sure. You know. So she's just like looking at him, and it's weird. It's like the way that the panel is. It's an extreme close up on. Kaori with like two like tubes in her mouth and like like uh, up uh, like like and like just if you just go like google search this book that image will pop up first yeah major content not safe for work warning for anything involving this book anything at all this is this is the part where i was like hey kevin uh i've never seen your face before i've just heard you on podcasts uh do you want to be on this uh 31 days of horror and he's like yeah sure let's do this one google image and i was like i'm down this looks horrifying <laughs> i'm glad you were because i'm like i'm at, i'm seeing at this point and like like i mentioned i i i, I hadn't read this up to this point and i'm like <laughs> you know at this point like people are kind of starting to get like pneumatic tube shoved up their butts i'm like oh my god right. i'm like i'm so yeah, I'm like I'm so I'm so sorry because I'm looking at this. And I'm like <laughs> this is just this is like weird. I don't know. It's like sure, I, yeah. I, I I I don't know. It's like uncomfortable, but it's it's very shock value as well. Sure, yeah. But then again, so is all of this at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I read this so quick. By the way, I just kept flipping. I was like. Like, it was, I couldn't put it down. It was good. Like, the whole way through, you're on. You're like, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's quick. It's it's very visual. There's lots of, like, there, there's lots of, um, you know, downtime, lots of action scenes, but also lots of, you know, moments for dialogue. Whereas, like, with Western comics, it tends to be very, uh, it can be very exposition-heavy. Manga tends to be a little bit more decompressed as well, um, which, which sure. you know, makes it have a little bit nicer of a flow, which I think makes a much more enjoyable reading experience, you know, despite all the stuff going on in the story. (laughs) So we're talking about how like, you know, uncle Koyanagi is saying how like these things have no central nervous system, these walking machines when he was doing the dissection. So it's like, what is making these things move with such intent purpose? If it's just like gas bags on pneumatic legs that should just go in one direction based on. Yeah gas pressure and that's it like what is making these things animate and that's when uh, Kairi or what's left of her bolts out the door she yeah. she you know books it on these legs she goes out the window Tadashi's chasing after her and he's seeing like it's a bad guys it's bad outside it's like every it's pa- every passing minute yeah. it gets Really? It's so bad. Well, before she books it outside, which is uh, important for later, which I am bringing it up, she her leg actually stabs the uncle. Yes. And then she books it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So while while she's running, yeah, she completely runs Uncle Koyanagi through. That yeah, you're. Mm-hmm. Thank you for remembering that detail because that's an extremely important detail. <laughs> no worries. All good. So. You know, Tada, she's trying to figure out what's going on. He sees, you know. And he's outside. But, okay, let me explain. Okay, how, you got to help me with this. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a movie equivalent where, like, they go outside and there's so much happening at once, they can't figure out which way to turn because they're trying to, fig- like, just figure out which way is up. It's re- and Tada, right? It's a real Saving Private Ryan, you know, beginning Ooh, scene okay. type, of, type of moment where it's just kind of like, yeah, so much is going on, but, like, so much is going on where you're struggling to fathom let like the premise of how the world is falling apart let yeah. alone the speed and manner in which it is before your eyes in this story um right so then we get the inheritors 
The inheritors, right? So the inheritors. The fish have been on these legs for a while. They're starting to either rot away or pop, okay. leaving these like you know goopy husks. These legs, which remember, these things have a will of their own, mm-hmm. and people are now like roaming the street. You know, infected people who are like burping and farting up the street and stuff. Uh, yes, basically, yes. are just like. Like doing this weird, he sees this guy doing this weird dance, like you know he's doing like the, like the, the dance of death or something, and then he falls yeah. into one of these things and it clamps around him and then just scuttles away, and then we see that these objects are now uh, using people as their fuel source, right? Pe- yeah. People are now becoming infected, and that's where you have this core theme of Junji Ito and that's the loss of self. You know what I mean? Where mm. you go in the situation and it's like, you know, at what point do I, do I end and this next thing begin? You know what I mean? And that, that fear sure. of losing your sense of individuality for something completely beyond your control and beyond your fathoming. You know, and that's that's the hallmark yeah. of uh, great, uh, great cosmic horror, I think. And this is definitely that. <sighs> Oh my gosh. It's, and we're being introduced to this at the same time that he is. So the shock value is constant. Like it has not stopped from the minute we saw uh, him slam the dresser with that legged fish, that spider fish, all the way up until here. So it's constantly just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then we run into like this legged thing, the legs, and then they've got like a pile of humans on top of it. Yeah, it's like one of the one of the like wh- giant whale things are now like yeah. compelling like piles of people with like tubes yes. up them to like power these legs and it's just oh my ever loving crap and it's like and it's weird yes. because it's no longer like people are going to them or they're accidentally falling into them. These things now have a gravity and they're pulling infected people to them against, against yes. their will. Um, uh-huh. And then, you know, more ghost shit, right? More ghost shit, which they never really explain, but I guess it has to do with the gas that's going on kind of thing. Yeah, yeah basically, like, you know? basically like this big walker with all of these bodies on it it like you know emanates this this aura of like all of these spirits and they're like these you know energy balls are like trying to capture tadashi and they're chasing he's running away and you know he steps on then he then steps on one of these things like so now you have a thing where no matter where you step it's like there are bear traps that will infect you with tetanus everywhere yes there's there's no safe place. I don't know. I have no idea how T- Tadashi like actually gets through and spoiler alert survives um, because it's like it's it's actually insane. And then we come upon my favorite part. Oh, and then which and is, then things get weird. Oh oh yes, I love this. And then things get weird. We've got the death stench. Ready for it? Circus. So I was half asleep when I got to this part. <laughs> And okay. I wasn't sure I was looking at what I was looking at in this book. I thought I was imagining it, or maybe I died or something, God forbid. <laughs> but it's just so 
I'll let you take it away because this part is so surreal. Yes. Okay. So we've got the Deathston Circus, and the first of all, like, okay, so he, so Kevin here is talking about like the gas is kind of pulling these humans left and right, and you know, it's it the gas is very much becoming a part of it because the thing is that it, the disease is not in the fish. We learn that it's in the air, the gas, right? So then we start to hear music, and Tadashi's like he's hearing this music and he's kind of floating along to the music and we end up at this circus and and then we meet the li- the ringleader of the circus oh, and he is creepy as not hell creepy as fuck like he is oh my god and then he starts like i wish i mean i have the book in front of me but i try to summarize as best as possible but you guys just got to read this book he does this like poem soliloquy um, monologue just about how the gas is alive and it's kind of you know hey look at these these people we just put the flutes right in front of their face and they're just blowing out the gas and it's creating this sort of music that you're hearing isn't it wonderful and beautiful hey welcome come on in kid like welcome to the circus like this is the creepiest fucking circus I've ever been to Kevin it's, it's pretty it's pretty great right it's it's pretty fun yeah. for all ages and this guy has the face of death for sure sure for sure oh my god just like looking at this guy Mm -hmm. it's just so you know you have like bears and and more fish and like people dressed as clowns on these walkers you know like all bloated and farting and stuff um and and like in in in, you know elephants and it's just like it's like a Hieronymus Bosch painting it's just it it broke my mind a little bit (laughs) Yeah. When I got to this Easily. part, like it broke, oh I'm like, gosh. and and now a circus, like you know, you have these, you know, these. It's like a, a flea circus, right? Like, you, yes. you know, this guy, like yeah. these, thi- you know, these things are crawling on the high wires, and they're doing, you know, jumps and leaps in midair, and it's glorious, and it's like the gas is having fun. It's really strange. Um, yeah, it turns into an art all of a sudden, and we've got the Citrus Circus Colossal Cannon, which is packed with humans, and the only way that the cannon can shoot off is if they put this giant hammer onto the, the cannon of humans, and it, they release this gas that shoots off the cannon that releases another infected human into wherever. And is there, there's, real, the, there's video game logic to it, I would say, you know? Is there? Oh, I, so, okay, see. You, know, you, get, you have to get all the infected humans in one place. So if you want to get the special thing at the top of the big top, you have to make sure to get the the uh, right person inside the can. I don't know. It's, it's some stuff, stuff like that. <laughs> yes. uh, and then they've got the human flamethrower, which then it's like then we see these faces again in the flame. Right. So this and, so this is when things get right? get intri- Like to me, I'm like I'm trying to understand like the metaphysical aspect of what's going on because when you light the when you light this gas which is more and more encompassing like the atmosphere of the earth at this point um sure is it's you light it on fire and just yeah like just just spirits and ghouls appear but out of pure flame right so it's no longer gas it's it's something you that can hurt you you know it's it's the small catalyst that turns something from like an ethereal concept that's just around you that's just a smell to something that can reach out grab you scorch you and destroy you yeah so if it wasn't real before it's even more real now (laughs) and how about this page where it's like it's a double page spread of just these nightmare images of like you know these plasmic demon beings reaching out for tadashi their hands have eyes and they're bats and just you know rotting teeth and 
you know, just the amount of, of detail on it is like absolutely painstaking. Um, yes. I mean, Jin, that's Jinji Ito, oh, man. So he's, he's, a, he's a master. Yeah. I'm like, when is he going to wake up and this is all a dream? Because where are we? My goodness. Oh, what, what, we, what we are are at the main attraction for Circus Citrus. And that is a yes. brand new, brand new type of being from this whole scenario. And that's when some of the wranglers at the circus bring out Kaori. Who oh my gosh, they, right, she's, br- she's back. She's, yeah. she's back and she is not happy. And it's like, you know, you see all these people hooked up to these things and they're dead and lifeless, but like, there's still like something in Kaori's eyes. Like she sees Tada, yes. she, and she's giving a look like, like help me, like how could you? Yeah. And they even mentioned earlier how like she's a little bit at, you know, like really close to him because her parents split and she really doesn't have anyone besides Tadashi. So all of this is happening, you know, he's the only, really the only guy there for her in her life and now she's go- going through all of this abject horror, you know, it's, it's... it's... Oh, yeah, to say the least. And But the funny thing is, like, we know good and well that she's dead, pretty much, but, like, you start to question, is she dead? Yeah. Because she starts, you know, like, T- Tadashi really, like... He starts to, um, he doesn't believe she's dead totally. He keeps trying to save her, and he's like, you need to get out of this circus, girl. Like, you can't, your body, even if you're dead or not dead, like, you can't be here. Like, it's, you know, he's trying to save his girl still, and he takes his girl back to the lab. We're back to the lab. He's, devo- <sighs> he's devoted as fuck. I've got his, like, just yes. despite how this yeah. began, like, this guy is is a grade A boyfriend. You know, you, you, yes. you gotta stay loyal <laughs> even when your significant other is like a gas bag for a zombie walking device, you know? Right. So this comic is uh, to death to us part. This is what it yes. means. Yes, yes. Right? This is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a Lovecraft version of till death do us part. Completely. Yes. Um, so, you Absolutely. know, the thing is Kyuri, because, you know, it's it's, an, it's an anime, you know, so you have to introduce a new ability. She can, like, like shoot out, like, goop that will infect you with this bacteria. She, like, she, yes, she spits ink right. now, like a squid or something. Yeah. Um, so, you know. It's insane. Tadashi tries to bring her back to the lab. He tries to uh, yank out the tubes, and he's greeted with uh, Miss uh, Yoshiyama. And mm-hmm. she also is not looking to, like, she just looks like she's haggard and been through shit. She's been she, through it. She's been through it. Um, yeah. And then she mentioned that, that you know, his uncle, it, it, he, he succumbed uh, to the stab wounds from Kaori's machine when she escaped the lab originally. Mm-hmm. So, let me get this scene where they try to, you know, they're like, maybe we can save her. Let's try to remove these, these two big tubes from her mouth. And they try to pull it off, and her flesh has decayed to the point where, like, it just starts to rip her lips off. And there's mm-hmm. nothing oh, you can do, and gross. it's really <laughs> gross. It's a gross moment. That's when they get we get the SpongeBob moment, where we get really detailed. You're like, whoa! Yeah, oh, yeah, too much. And that's the thing where it's like, you know, you look at, the, you know, it like, that, that, per, that, like, perception of the person you're with, you know, being based, you know, how much of it is based on the looks. Could you be, you know, is there, is there hope now just cause her, rip, her lips got ripped off, you know, in this, you know, yeah. that, that whole thing. You know, how shallow maybe, are you? Yeah. Are you willing to be in this scenario? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like the, he even starts to convince us as an audience member, just like, is she alive? Like, will she be okay? Is, is there a happy ending to this? <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> so, well, it's bitter. I would argue it's a, uh, arguably bittersweet. Um, but then yes, we start yes. to hear noises from 
Laboratory. Lab. Lab number two. Lab number two. Right. Yeah. So Tadashi breaks a window. He climbs in because the door is locked. Mm-hmm. And in the darkness, he looks up and he sees his uncle on hooked yes. up to this. How do I describe this? Like a um, <sighs> what's that big? The hydrogen, the the balloon, the big balloon, and the Goodyear blimp, yes. essentially. So ba- you know, basically, this man. You know, as forward-thinking as his father was, knowing that he wouldn't want to be reanimated and so got cremated, this man built another freaking machine for himself, knowing that yeah. when he was going to die, he was going to become this. This is the New World Order. This is progress. Yeah. I just got to go along with it. Once I go to the yeah. other side, I'll, I'll be a big blimp dude. I'll have that big blimp energy, and it'll be all good. Yeah, so ba- yeah. basically, you know, Oof. he uses his... Inter- he, you know, invented this device when he would die. His his ga- his internal gases would fill up this balloon, and then he escaped. Oh my god! This is this was the most ridiculous <laughs> shit. Yeah. This double page spread of his like corpsified uncle on like a leggy walker hooked up to a blimp, escaping a hangar, yes. and then yes. he like goes down. You know, so good. And and again, like we're saying with just like with Kaori, how she still seems to have this recognition for Tadashi and this devo- you know this this d- devotion for him. Uh yeah. Uncle Koyanagi is pissed the fuck off. He's clearly in there too, but he's not thinking the same things. So I don't know why he I don't know why he's so mad. Like why did you bring this upon me? I was just chilling inside not watching the news and then you had to inform <laughs> me. I'm a man of science and you had to inform me what the hell? Uh, but I also love that he's like, oh, oh, you guys got uh, some little fishies, some little guppies running around on legs. I, I, I'm going to fly. Oh, that's a- <laughs> I'm going to make sure I fly. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to be as the that's zombie right brothers. So fuck all y'all. So, yeah. <laughs> zombie right brothers. Exactly. So exactly. he, um, oh God. He flies out of his garage thing. And then, you know what? Okay, this moment I want to ask your opinion about. So, okay, uh-huh. so we've got Tadashi and we've got Miss Yoshiyama, which is the lab assistant, essentially. And they're kind of like the only humans left or yeah. whatever. And they are like, they just kind of look at each other for a moment, a couple panels. And then, hang on, I've got a siren going by. Excuse me, everyone. Um we've got uh and and they kind of look at each other they're like we're the only humans left on earth and uh uh kaori who is she's d-e-a-d you guys so we think and then we've got um uncle uncle crazy man over here and they just both have this like jealous moment and miss uh miss yoshiyami the yoshiyama the assistant is like this means nothing to the uncle. She's like, this is nothing. The, you know, we're not together. And then and then also uh, Kaori reaches up. Her hand kind of reaches up to reach at Tadashi. And she's like, it's like this moment where they're just jealous of their connection. But I'm like, but aren't you guys dead? Like, what's happening? It's a really weird, like, zombie love square between these four. It's super, yeah. super strange. But, like, you don't really get the sense that, like, Tadashi is going for Miss Yoshiyama like that's never an implication yeah. you know he's just kind of like you know basically the the uncle zombie uncle's on the prowl and you know it's like you yeah. would you would probably you know grab your friend's shoulders and move them aside if there was trouble but like yeah. zombie Kaori who spoiler she's she's really not that dead you guys as it turns uh. out he sees like Tadashi like put a couple hands on her shoulders to move her out of the way 
she moves her she like on like squelches her hand and the skin peels away from her fingers yeah. as she moves her hand down to turn on cuz like they had turned off her machine before she turns it back on Oh my God, lady won't die. I was like, I'm like, come on, like this guy's really doing his best for you here. Come on, he's trying to give you an honorable death. Just go. She just has to hold on. And then um, Miss Yoshiyama is picked up by the uncle, and they just kind of fly away. You know, goodbye. We don't know what happens to her. He scoops her up like Claw from Inspector Gadget. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it's just like swoops down clamp and see ya. It's like those claw games where, you know, yeah. the claw <laughs> yes. it was got like, you. It's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh my god. So Carrie's, um, she's, you know, like, how could you do this to me? All of this. You've, mm-hmm. I, or even the stuff that wasn't his fault. Yeah. So... She goes after him, um, starts chasing him, and that's when... And this is where I want to ask your opinion, because I didn't know okay. what this was about, right? Okay. Uh, basically, like, Kaori is... is she, well, she, she, like, chases him around, she, she walks out of the lab, and then she gets surrounded by, like, all of these uh, people, yeah. and, like, a cow, and, like, fish on like and they all surround her and they're all like you came to the wrong like neighborhood type of type of thing and then like they all just run into to her and keep like smashing into her over and over again and and and, yeah. and, and I don't it's like they're defending Tadashi but like they have absolutely no reason to he's not the king of the yeah. zombies so it's like he's a survivor but he's not the king of the zombies so it's like what Let's go. And, you know, and at that moment, it was really weird. I had to read it a couple times. I'm like, am I seeing this correctly? I did see the cow. That was amazing. Um, but it was like this worship moment where they all kind of like, I felt like they were like worshiping her because she was like the first of their kind, if anything, the most advanced of their kind. Like they all have, they all come from the sea. They're all from the sea and they've got rotting, rusty, uh, uh, you know, uh, appendages or whatever. And she's got like this brand spanking new yeah. equipment. And I thought they were like, you know, you're God. They just kind of like surround. Oh my God. I don't, I don't know. No, no, oh my gosh. You just know you just, you almost, but it's, it's, they're just, they're jealous as well. She's jealous yeah. of him and they're, they're jealous of her form basically. Right. That's right. it. Yeah. That's yeah. She was the first of their kind. Really. She was the first one to, to turn or whatever you want to call it. Be, be the, mo- yeah, it was like a, you know, it's like stampede a, huddle moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, the, the fax machine getting angry at the cell phone type, type of situation. Yeah. <laughs> Happens all the time. Happens all yeah, the time. Yeah. I know my office, my office is a, is a wreck when, when our appliances <laughs> duke it out, it's real bad. Uh, so <laughs> then, you know, she reaches out for him and, and you know, her hand dry. And then basically all this like stampede of all of these creatures, uh, scoop Kaori away, and then the circus is going up, is on parade? Yeah, it's, yeah the circus is back. It's madness <laughs> at this point. It, it's just all <laughs> logic and reason has fallen <laughs> apart, and stuff's just happening, right? So so the yeah. the circus is, like, hauling their... their they're cannon out on the, on the street on the street right yes and they're yes, like yes, yes. and they're looking up and they're like take it down they see uncle they see the <laughs> uncle on the thing and they use the cannon to launch corpses at this thing they do one yeah. they whiff it like total total mess total like i mean c- c- come on like it was this rookie season like come on 
but the yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. But, the, but the second one hits. You know, the second uh, the second body hits the hits the blimp spot on, and then you find out this <laughs> son of a bitch has contingency plans for everything. The, the blimp pops. <laughs> he knows the blimp pops yeah. right, but the blimp yes. then. Turns into a pair of wings, a glider, like, a bat wing. like bat wings. I'm like, oh, I'm like okay. are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding? It's-, it's insane. And then, and you're thinking this whole time, you're like, is Tadashi the only human left? Like, is there any other like Yoshiyama's in the sky with with Batwing Uncle Crazy Man? And then we meet these college guys from Kyoto University, and they they have this moment with Tadashi, and they're like. We want to figure it out. Do you? And these panels are just Tadashi's face. And he's like, duh. <laughs> uh, no shit. Of course. And, and that's weird. Yeah. So this is kind of my thing where I think like Ito realized he needed to explain why Tadashi hasn't been infected yet. Because like he's been, oh, sta- yes. he's been stabbed. He's been in all sorts of situations. And they basically just yeah. kind of hand wave it away when he meets the students. Like, oh, I guess we're all immune. And that's really all we yeah. get. That's really all we get <laughs> as to why why he even survived. Like, oh, I guess some of us are immune. I don't know. But, yes. but It's like all this craziness, but that was like the most simple part of the story is, oh, you're immune. And then. <laughs> and then. But then they go into like what these things could possibly be. And this is where my mind started to go crazy with the metaphysics and yeah. what all this is, right? So basically yeah. when there's like, you know, a state of, they're you know, these uh, uh, students were like, you know, these devices don't have any seams. They don't have any rivets. They're like uh, an organic being in and of themselves. Um, right. What if, you know, they're self-replicating, what have you. Like, what if they're like bacterial macro structures, right? Like, what if these oh, things yeah. are made from the bacteria that were that was developed by the scientists? But here's what I think, right? I think okay, the I think the bacteria that the Japanese scientists developed was a, a portal to the spirit world, but the spirit world oh. does not exist like like on a macro scale necessarily, but it, but on a, a nanoscopic scale, right? Your soul okay. shrinks down to like you know the s- smaller than a plank, and basically you know like just like how Doctor Manhattan reconstituted himself from the ether, these vengeful, angry spirits of these mm. soldiers and these scientists just willed themselves back into existence in the form of an angry bacteria that not yeah. only infects people but like creates the structure that that all these people before they died in the war devoted their life to creating this walking machine so when eventually their souls reconstituted in the physical plane as bacteria it's like you know that's like the form they remember Right, right, because the one thing he really does not explain is this ghostly spirit realm that happens throughout the entire thing. You're just kind of left to your own devices, like, no pun intended. It's like they just kind of come in and out of the scene, and they, they're familiar faces. And Yeah, exactly. It's like that's the one thing we don't know what the heck is going on with that, so that's very possible. Make no mistake, folks, this is a book about haunted farts. That, that That's... Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a book about haunted <laughs> farts and I think that's a message yes. we can all take home uh, and really yes. internalize uh, but, we're, yes. but we're almost we're in the home stretch here we're just about at the end you know we get this little exchange with the, with the students and we don't really know God knows how much time has passed since Kaiori yeah. got swept up by you know uh, you know the the, uh, the the previous generation of technology and then he, yeah. he finds her like like bombed out in a field she had been like scorched like, you know, someone Molotov cocktailed her, you know, something. 
And then the ending of this is just so, I really don't know how to take it. I really don't know how to take it. He's basically, (laughs) he sees like the scorched husk of his girlfriend, right? In a field. While, by the way, like at this point, like the invasion of the dead is total, right? They are marching Mm. on, on land, on, on other nations. And they're just going to keep spreading this disease until every, you know, there's nothing left. And I think the idea is that, like, once you become a spirit, you now reside as one of these things and you get to play and have fun. You know what I mean? (laughs) And the dead shall inherit the earth and all that. But but basically he sees, like, the scorched husk of his girlfriend. He's like, Kyori, you don't smell. Looks like someone finally freed you from the smell. And then the story's (laughs) over. Yeah, like... Hey! Yeah. (laughs) And I was kind of like, oh, well... Oh, is there... I was like, is there another... Is there another story after this, or is it done? That's it. No, that's it. And that's the thing, right? (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, that's that's Gyo, right? And and that's it. Amazing. You know, it's about devotion to the the bitter end. It's about, um, (laughs) you know, how... Technological progress never stops, even when it's a horrible idea and at the worst possible times. Um, It's about how we deal with absolutely crushing and unfathomable crises that affect every aspect of our society to the core. And that's, and that's what, that is the theme of Junji Ito's work throughout, you know, how we deal as people, how we maintain our sense of self. And at what point does the self become something else? You know what I mean? And how fluid is it to begin with? It's very, it's, it's weird and sci-fi and like a little bit spiritual, but like, here's the thing. Every single Junji Ito character is doomed from page one in every one of his stories. They are (laughs) all, they are always doomed because it's not about the survival. It's, it's about the scenario, right? Like how could this have happened? And what does this, what can... Now that this has happened, if we work backwards, what does this say about the nature of, like, consciousness and the soul? You know, that... Yeah! It, it's, a lot, it's a lot of that, and I love, I love comics that are about that, you know what I mean? That gets you to engage with, you know, your own even day-to-day experience of moving through life one moment at a time, and getting to, like, yeah. shine a microscope on that and look at it in a different light, you know what I mean? As bad as things yeah. are right now in August of 2020, you know, at least we don't have zombie fish walking around stabbing us. So, hey, don't so, say that too loud. Oh, okay? oh, God, who knows what 2020 <laughs> has to offer? <laughs> Good Lord. That's the next thing. <laughs> Please no. Oh, my gosh. No. Can you, I know. I was going to say, I'm, I'm by the ocean. Well, you kind of are. Are you by water? Uh, we are very close to the lake. We would be just as screwed as you are. Okay. No. So yeah, you never know. Maybe maybe a li- oh, maybe man. a little less. Maybe a little a little, a little less. less. I would be concerned yeah. about about the uh, the stingrays and the manta rays. Ooh, they didn't even get to that. I I was like, are we gonna have some like? I, I really wanted some like sunken pirate ships to come out of here or something, and the and the guys that died on the the pirates from the pirate ship. You know, like I wanted to really dig into the, or mermaids or like you know. I wanted like the ghost ship of the research ship that got destroyed <laughs> yeah or something like have it like yes and then like the very last panel like have it like hang or like even have these things like pulling it in the sky or something with like yeah. an imaginary tether or that that would have been a pretty cool image wait 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 wait, wait. i just realized we never really we never figured out what happened to miss yoshiyama she's just gone oh yeah yeah no she's, she's gone. gone no she's gone 
She, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, she might be immune. Later. We don't See know. She's gone. <laughs> we don't know. Like, okay, so like, though we have gone step by step through this book, and bless you all if you held on that tight and you're not like shaking in your boots, um, but like, we even though we've said the story exactly how it went through, like, it, to experience the book firsthand is a whole nother experience because the visual aspect is probably seventy five percent of this book, right? Totally, yeah. It's just, right? It's just like, you're like, wait, a shark. It, it starts off with a little fish. And then we get to a shark. Then we get to a whale. Then we get to a squid. Then we get to a human. Then we get to a pile of humans. Then we get a circus with a cannon. And then we get to a flying human thing. And then, and then, and then it just keeps going. And you're like, will this ever end? I was hoping for a resolution. And I love that the end, like you said, is basically like, be devoted, like, be a good boyfriend. Yeah, be a good boyfriend, even if, like, haunted farts have taken over the world and there's nothing really left to do. <laughs> just yeah. be, just be good. No, you know, just yeah. hold, hold the center. Yeah. I, I, guess. I hope there is no follow-up volume to this. There's I want not. nothing else. I want this to end here. There, That's it. There, We're done. There is not. Um, and this is one of... Uh, Four like long form stories that Junji Ito has uh, produced, right? Because okay. his wheelhouse really is like eight to to twenty page stories. You know, most of the oh. stuff. Yes, most of. The, so he has a lot of books that are um, anthologies that collect these. I highly recommend checking out every single one of those. They're really, re- yeah, really good. Yes, um, yes. So yes, Gyo is is the only one. There's also Uzumaki, which which if you're listening and you've never. Um, Red, Jun- Red Junji Ito, I would say start there. I only had you start here because I didn't read this either, <laughs> and I figured it would make a more interesting discussion. Um, but then there's, al- yes. there's also uh, Tomie, which is like his take on the femme fatale character about a woman who like causes men to go insane and either kill her or themselves or each other, and then she just comes back and just drives them Amazing. out of their minds. So I haven't read that one yet, but I know that's been serialized. That's been wow. going on for a while. Um, so that's another one to check out as well. Uh, there's also yeah. Hellstar Ramina, which is like his take on Galactus about a planet with a face and a mouth and tongue that appears from another dimension and licks <laughs> the earth and about what happens. Of course. Yeah. Wow. And like, like literally, and it takes it very seriously about what would happen if a giant planet sized thing licked the earth. Oh, okay, so you know, all right. So I know I'm, I keep talking about this, but I, I mean it. So manga, you're reading from right to left. Yes. 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 Um, this like, okay. So you know how they say like you need to write with your. So if you're predominantly a righty, you need to write with your left hand, and that's for the sake of like filling up. I don't know. I don't know if it's actually true, but it's like it helps a different part of your brain. You're like using a different part of your brain using the other hand, and I certainly felt like this. Like I felt like I had been transported to another realm because I've only read American comics, you know, and a lot of them are super predictable. I can pound them in like 45 minutes, but like, and this one I did in no time either, but because it was so good, I've never flipped through a comic so fast, you know, but like this was, I really did not feel like I was in America. And I know that sounds so strange, but this is like a comic of another, of other planetary dimensions. It's insane it's completely its own flavor and there's really nothing like junji ito when it comes to horror when it i mean even in terms of of film comics anything this this guy is just a master of horror full full stop 
Full stop, full stop. So, um, all right, well, we'll do our little wrap-up review here, and I want you to go first, Mr. Kevin, and that's because this is your first time first time reading this book, but, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, in 18th time reading a, a Jinji Ito book, um, how do you feel reading it for the first time? Do, would you read it again? <laughs> Ooh, um, so I know you usually do a rating, um, and since I'm kind of comparing this to a lot of his other works, Uzumaki being like an absolute masterpiece, this being a little bit less, yeah. uh, I would give this about... Four ghost farts out of five. Four ghost farts out of five. <laughs> oh, wow. Four. Pretty, Seriously. Pretty okay, good. Four. Why four? Pretty good, but it, it, it just, like, I think my expectation, like, Uzumaki is like the watchman of horror manga, you know? Ooh, so it's like, wow. it's a really tough, it's a tough comparison when you when you're putting it up against that and like that is a three that's like a, a third longer than this even, um, and it, and, mm. and and again it keeps escalating and escalating and escalating, but based on the concept of just the spiral, this this the shape of the spiral, um, it gets really it gets really crazy. So what, what what do you think about it overall? I mean this not only this being your first this being your first manga, right? Would you read yeah. more manga? And would you read more Junji Ito specifically? I would read more Junji Ito because I want, sometimes you just need a good mind fuck. Yes. Like, you know, and this is the place to get it. My God. Um, but when it comes to manga, I am always, I'm open to anything. And this is OCD's first manga review. This is for my first manga review. So it's a big deal. And I've been wanting to dive into this because it is so like, it's, it's outer worldly for me. For me, anyway, um, in this comic specifically, but like manga in general, like I, I, I'm down. Like I'm just down for anything, honestly. Especially when it comes to comics, I haven't known of another manga, or nobody's ever like um, suggested another manga story that to, to me. So I don't even know where to start. Um, I'm glad that I have started my manga journey, but I, I'm down to start. I mean, do you have any other suggestions other than uh, Junji Ito's? Um, I have a couple. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm still building out uh, my manga repertoire as well, but I think you would really like Death Note. Death Note, right? Death Note. So this is, okay. this is a story about uh, basically like there are death gods, Shinigami, and they have basically how they manage death is that like they have like a spiral like notebook from school it says death note at the front and basically if like there are lots of rules and regulations and how it works but basically if you write someone's name and the way they die it'll happen but you have to yeah like a voodoo like a, like vo a voodoo yeah exactly it's 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 basically like about voodoo it's like a manga take on voodoo um and basically you have like a guy who uh, found the death note and he's kind of getting a bit of a god complex like i can write all the wrongs of the world if i you know just use this thing and he has this, like, horrifying, like, really creepy, but also really funny and is a great character on um, his own, like, death god that follows him around forever now that he has the notebook. And then there's another character wow. who's an investigator who works for the government who's trying to take him down. So it's this, like, cat and mouse chess game of, like, okay, I do this. And it's, like, really, it's, it's um, Socratic, right? It's all about, okay. like, philosophy. Like, if you had the power, like, over death, um, you know, what does justice mean? Could you or could you or should you enact it with that kind of power? So um, that's 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 one I think you could recommend. That's six volumes. I'm working my way through that too. Um, but that seems is that a is that a show? Yes. I feel like that sounds so familiar. Oh, yeah. Is. There's okay. there's an anime which is very well loved and a Netflix uh, adaptation which is not so well loved. 
at all. Is manga a lot of horror? Because I feel like from just this conversation, it sounds like a lot. Of, or maybe you're just attracted to manga horror. Uh, I am definitely attracted to manga horror, but there is so much. Um, so like this, uh, you know, Junji Ito and this type of horror, which is just... You don't show this to kids. This is called seinen, uh, seinen manga. So this is kind of like adult okay. adult manga, the adult demographic. And then you have like Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, mm. My Hero Academia, basically more of the equivalents of like your standard cape books here in the West. And that's called shonen manga, and that pertains to more of a young adult demographic. So you kind of have to oh. compare those levels, but basically, you know, just like just like in in Western comics, there's every single genre that you could find. Um, definitely a lot of harem manga too out there, a lot a lot of romance. But there's okay. you know sci-fi, like literally any genre, anything you could look for, there is a manga for it. So uh, awesome. yeah, yeah, def definitely a new avenue. I'm I'm really glad I could I could uh, you know steer you in this direction to this whole new corner of the comics world. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for introducing me to this. I, um, It's funny because there was um, a couple days ago, I don't know if you've read it, it's called, it's about Charles Burns, and oh my gosh, I can't believe it's escaping my brain. Kyle will kill me. Uh, it's a Black, Charles Burns book. Black Mass? Yes, Black Hole. Oh, Black Hole, that's one, yeah. Have you read that? I know what it's about. I know what it's about. Okay. It seems a lot like a Junji Ito, like body horror premise. Yeah, it's another mindfuck. And right now, so I don't know. Well, throwing things. Um, I, I don't know. I'll have to send you a picture of my comic stash that I have thus far. Please. But my horror, right? Yeah, my horror comic shelf is just like growing, especially after this month. Um, and the big ones that I have are Black Hole and then uh, Gio, which is this one. And um, they're my creepiest, officially my creepiest comics that I've ever read and that I own, proud to own. Now, I will say, my my goodness. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad. This has to be one of the creepiest ones we've done so like for this month, like so far. Yeah, this is officially the creepiest one. It's really one of a kind, like even compared to Junji Ito's work, even compared to any sort of like Lovecraftian horror. This is really in a category of its own. And if you love, if you love comics and you love horror, even if you've never read a manga. Like, pick this up. Pick up Junji Ito. It's yes. a, a wonderful jumping on point for that entire corner of comics. Oh, yeah. That corner of a corner. And then under that corner, that's where this one lies. There's like, corners within corners. So yes, many corners. Exactly. So many corners. Well, awesome. Thank you a million times, Kevin. This has been so much fun. I'm glad that you're as excited as I was about this comic and to review it. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Any Anytime at all. Hey. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get another opportunity to be on the show. Next time, I I'll do the same exact thing. I'll pick a book that I haven't read so we both go into it fresh. I love that. And I have to say, that is this is the first time that's happened on OCD. Oh, wow. Huh. We go into it fresh. It's yeah. cool. I, I, like, I like this because we're both kind of like, we're both equally, equally mind-fucked. You know what I mean? Yes. In the same exact Let's way. <laughs> but like, so excited to be a part, you know, part of that adventure, right? Yes, Totally. And just that whole thing, like, I'm reading this like, oh, my gosh, I wonder what Tess thinks of this. Oh, no, oh my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I love it more because I, I've known you for now an hour and a half. And and this is and I know two things about you, which is you're on that podcast and you know how to pick creepy horror. But also I'm like, yes, I know who to go to if I need to read a creepy horror, com creepy, creepy, creepy horror. Comic Ooh, I, I've got some more for you for some future episodes, too. I get, awesome. I'll keep, I'll keep those, uh, I'll keep those in my haunted, uh, uh gas cannon. Okay. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, do you want to plug your, your wonderful podcast right here? Indeed. Um, so if you needed more interviews, fresh reviews, and weekly comic news in your life, listen in to the Triple C podcast every Monday. We air on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, basically every single podcast aggregator out there. You can also interact with me and the rest of the cast uh, directly via our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the CCC podcast. Uh, that's comics, culture, and cosplay. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hope hope to uh, see you guys all on Monday when we upload. We're going to be talking. Uh, Oh, actually, wait, no, I'm going to talk, I was going to talk about what we were going to talk about as of August, but that's going to be way outdated by the time you hear this. So um, go ahead, check us out, no matter what we're doing by the time you hear this. Yes, uh, yeah, you guys go check them out. They're awesome. Um, if you're just getting into comics um, or if you are an old hat at comics and culture and cosplay and all that, definitely go check them out. I learn something every time that I listen and I'm having all of you on for this month, so I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. And if you're listening to this in October, um, Josh, he is doing, uh, you can go back to the August episodes and Josh, uh, part of the Triple C podcast, he's reviewed history of comics. We're doing a series with him, but yes, he's a part of the Triple C podcast there are four of them um, we've got Zach and Josh to go we've had Mari and Kevin here how awesome thank you so much again Kevin this has been great oh yes anytime <laughs> at all test just, just give me a call and I will send some comics your way perfect perfect all right everyone thank you so much for tuning in to ongoing comic book discussion podcast tune in tomorrow as we review another comic on day 16 of 31 days of horror say bye kevin bye folks thanks for listening in thank you for tuning in to ongoing comic book discussion podcast 31 days of horror if you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. <laughs> that really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or facebook.com slash OCD Podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. ha <laughs> ha!